Welcome to KPN Report. I'm your host, Maureen Alward. Our topic, Citizen Roundtable. And I have at the table with me Peter Dolan, Arya McElhoney, and Jason Grow. Welcome to KPN Report. Thank you. All right, Thanks, let's Maureen. get right to it. Um, Aria, let's start with you. Your topic is aging infrastructure in the schools. And uh, what do you want to bring to the table? Well, this is a topic that's been on my mind a lot lately because I um, am on a committee for a new building for East Gloucester School. And um, it's a committee that's made up of people from, you know, um, the government and parents and people from the community. And um, it's we are all working together to oversee a process to potentially have a new school built. Um, in our district. And so I've just learned a lot by doing that and seen a lot that, um, you know, I have my oldest already went through East Gloucester and I have a daughter still there and um, I love the school. And, um, but a lot of things have become apparent to me that I didn't even really know in understanding um, why a new school is needed and understanding why school facilities are so important to education and to helping kids learn and helping teachers teach at the best of their capacity. Um, so it's um, been really eye-opening to me, and I this process is um, going to be a public process that the this this whole project of potentially building a new school um, that will eventually be left to the community to decide on if it moves forward. And um, I think that some people in the community are resistant to new schools, as you know, mm -hmm. we've all said that change is hard <laughs> always. And um, but I think that it's it's uh, somewhat. Uh, can be a, like a divisive issue sometimes, um, yeah. whether or not we should put forth the money as a city to invest in our school facilities. Um, to me, you know, in my opinion, it's of utmost importance and for a lot of reasons. And one is, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you, like, I'm trying to, I, I want to jump in and just say, what are those eye-opening uh, elements that you found in um, What's well, making you think so much about this? Yeah, well, one, you know, not all of us are completely familiar with the day-to-day -day workings within a school and the way school is taught now and the way that um, learning takes place. Kids are often broken into small groups. Kids are needing to see specialists and they're needing to work with um, certain interventions. Um, so schools need a lot of different spaces within a school to make those things take place, um, to make you know learning happen in the way that it needs to happen. And um, our school, um, East Gloucester, was built in the late 1940s, not in, a, in an environment or in an educational system that, that taught the way that things are taught now. And so the facility just isn't up, hasn't, is not up to standard for what our kids need. One haven't example. We, haven't we had issues where, I remember a little while back, I think the high school had to close because the roof was leaking? Yes. Have well, we been having, that, have we been having yeah. that kind of thing happen in the elementary schools, um, too? It's, it's mean, not I just the elementary schools. Things. It's yeah, infrastructure it's, across it's the board. The and all schools are always yeah. struggling with this, especially older schools. Absolutely. But now there's the yeah. opportunity for East Gloucester and Veterans Memorial to mm -hmm. merge to together. Potentially to combine. Warm. Um, and, and to have a new school belt for two populations of kids at once. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some of the things, some of the specific things that um, happen within the school are kids are um, kids who need small group learning or need to work with a specialist. There's no space for that, so it happens in the hallway in the school, which actually is against fire code, and so the fire inspector doesn't want that to happen in the school, so there's nowhere for them to go, and there's no confidentiality for those kids who are working yeah. with counselors or intervention um, specialists. Um, another, you know, thing very basic is um, the um, 
internet service and the um, technology infrastructure right, the wiring in schools of that the were school. built in the late 40s, right. it, it doesn't, doesn't work it didn't for exist. what teachers need to do. Yeah, yeah. so there's like band, you know, people are doing the best they can and putting in wires where they should be. But the, like in East Gloucester, I saw where the internet, um, where the modem or the router, the internet stuff is, and it's in the dark corner of a basement that has a creek running through it, actually. Um, it's just okay. not up to snuff. Right. And is there a planning process that towns or cities are supposed to go through to take care of aging infrastructure? And now what we're looking at is, well, we've got West Parish, uh, brand new mm -hmm. school. That seems to be working out well. Mm -hmm. What are, what are and, and, and Jason and Peter, just jump in here. What are some of the issues around um, resistance to Money. Having a new school. Money. Money. Big, we, we, big just built, we just built a we new just school. We just built West Parish, right? Is, is yeah. that, do we really uh, need Gloucester something citizens? so grand? Yeah. Yeah. Do, does this, is this necessary right now to have mm -hmm. all these elementary schools in Gloucester, if, new elementary schools? If you schools? don't upgrade your infrastructure, it's just going to continue to decline. There's not. It, it's not even a question of just maintaining things. We've, we've, we've come into an era where we consumerize a lot of things about our schools and about our government. We were, students are no longer students, they're consumers. We have very competitive districts to the north and to, to the south of us who are draining students away from us. And if we're not going to uh, invest in our educational infrastructure and create schools that are going to maintain students, are going to draw families with student-aged kids into the community uh, to develop jobs and to develop economic uh, um, development, you're going to find that we're going to continue to age out, that schools are going to continue to degrade. People are going to then look at those schools and say, why would I send my kid here when I can go to this nice new school over here? Manchester mm -hmm. has just put together a, a two-and-a-half override that they passed uh, with Essex pretty, pretty phenomenally. Again, I mean, the communities that are willing to invest in in their in their in their school buildings are seeing students go to those schools. You know, Rockport and Manchester are drawing a lot of students away from Gloucester. Mm -hmm. That's costing us money. Mm -hmm. So if we don't invest in the money, if we don't invest money into the school district in terms of building schools that are appropriate for the educational challenges that we have, we're going to find those students leaving. Well, what about that uh, argument? On well, we've just built that new West Parish school. Why do we need to do it so quickly again? Is the data showing that it's that there's a deficiency in learning? Um, I think. I mean, there's this facility that's difficult to learn right, in, but is right. there a specific data looking at the deficiency of children who are learning in those schools that they're not getting the, the best education they could be? Is there a difference between students who are are getting educated at West Parish now and this? Yeah, you know I mean, what I good mean? question. I, I, my guess is it hasn't was hasn't been around long enough in order for data like that to be gathered. But I'm sure if you did a study over time, you would find you know good mm -hmm. evidence. I think mostly we're talking about day to day reality um, for teachers and for students. And I think if you ask any teacher in one of these aging schools, um, they could give you a long list of reasons why their classroom isn't working for them anymore. Right. I mean, it sounds as though um, if, if you're saying that we're at a point where what they're doing in the school, what's necessary to educate the students is starting to create fire code violations, mm -hmm. that the building's just not up to doing the job, yeah. that we've reached a, a kind well, of a critical point. And right. they, are, they are physically just in dire circumstances. They do, they are. We, I mean, you just had, drive by them and you can see that they're... Um, and if you're a young family that's saying, issues. where do I want to send my kid to school? Right. right. 
you know, it's not it's not that we have to create the shiny bauble out there to do that, but we have to be realistic and know that there are opportunities for people to take their kids out of our district, and we should be working very hard to not only keep those people here, but draw the ones who've left yeah. back. Yeah. Right. Because right. It, it seems like we're not talking about the different creating deluxe facilities. We're talking about facilities that do the job, functional facilities versus facilities mm -hmm. that are breaking down to where they can't even do the job. We're trying to exactly. do 21st century learning in barely 20th century buildings. Right, right. these and schools you, were built in the 40s. In the 40s. You, you wouldn't yeah. do this, you wouldn't do this with any other you know, industry yeah. Or, or, yeah. or service. You wouldn't have a hospital that provided the same services that they did in 1940 as your primary mm -hmm. hospital. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't stand for that. Mm -hmm. Right, with yeah. patients in the hallway. Right. <laughs> right. There, I also wanted to ask a question of the panel about um, social issues uh, between the merging of veterans and East Glosser, because there does seem to be um, some, actually, some issues up, there. Can I back up for yeah, a second? Sure. Uh, I don't think that, that decision hasn't been made yet, has it? Exactly. This is, this oh, whether is or still, not it's going to be this merged. This is still in the exploratory phase yeah. of yeah. whether there would yeah. be two schools or one. Or merging. But both school one. buildings are... And so that's why they're, they're talking very, about that. They were that. built yeah. at a very. Um, they were built almost at the same almost time. Almost at the right? same time, yeah. they yeah. both have all of the same um, facility needs. East Gloucester happens to be the one that was selected by the MSBA, the Massachusetts School Building Association, um, for funding to mm -hmm. have a new school built. Mm -hmm. um, but they both needed equally. So the idea so is that the, this could save did, the city money. So veterans got the the idea of the two merging started to get. Um, uh, I guess just just fuel mm -hmm. to see if that would happen to to move those children into a newer facility. Is yes. that how that all? Yes. Yeah. So what a merging of the schools, which again hasn't been decided on yet, but if it were to happen, it would get more kids into a new school much more quickly than right. building two new schools. Right. That will sure. take years and years and years, and cost the city a lot more money. You're also talking about bang so, for buck because exactly. the, the school populations are, are going down. You know, the East Gloucester of, of today is not what it was 25 years ago. Right, right. Um, and so, so, Jason, we can move on to your topic, which is school choice. Right. Mm. So, but they're, they're, they're both they're, similar. They're hand -hand. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they go move hand in hand. Because, yeah. because pe people are making decisions. Again, they're, they're consumerizing the idea mm -hmm. of where they educate their kids. Unfortunately, what they're, they're, I don't necessarily think they're making the best choice in terms of that because oftentimes those decisions are not being made with a full understanding of the, of the great opportunities and the, the, the programs and the things that are available in this district. People mm -hmm. see old infrastructure, they see the middle school, and they say, I, I would never send my kid to O'Malley. Well, my kids went through O'Malley. They had an amazing experience at O'Malley, and they've gone to the high school, and they're likewise doing very well with programs that are available to them that are not available in neighboring school districts. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this has to do with perception, a lot of it has to do with, and, and I think they're doing a lot better in terms of trying to build up the understanding of, of, the, of the great things that are happening in the, in the district. But there is a lot of in, ingrained kind of resistance to what used to be. Mm -hmm. And they, they, so people you know, look at what was happening 25, 30 years ago and say, well, my kids aren't going to go there. That was terrible back then. <clears throat> so but they're carrying Exacerbated these old... by the crumbling infrastructure. Right, but when you, when you drive in front of O'Malley, you don't see mm -hmm. a great inviting right. school district. Right. Mm -hmm. When you go in, that's when right. you see it. Right. But you, the, you don't the, see what's the, going on as an innovation school, the sorts no. of right. things you that are happening. You don't see the product right. of what's happening. You see the product of 1970s yeah. right. architecture. You know, right. it's, yeah. it's what, you've, the, got, you've got cutting-edge education mm -hmm. 
inside and an agent in, in a brutalist architecture. Outside, the architecture is <laughs> not inviting, and you've got plus a history that some people have. That's but I would I will take I will take innovative, awesome, terrific programs inside the school over the uh, a pretty exterior any day of the week sure. because sure. that's what we've got going on there. Sure. Unfortunately, people need to get past that that. Right. The superficiality Which first of what impressions we're really matter. They're huge. Yeah, they I mean, I think huge. the facilities perpetuate the misconceptions about our district yeah. or the misunderstanding. Yeah, like how? Um, well, I think if a young, as you were saying, a young new family is looking at schools and talking to their cousin about what it was like when she went to middle school there and has never actually had a child in the school district, they're likely yeah. to listen to their cousin and also say like, oh, and also, you know, the bathrooms are kind of outdated and... You know, I noticed the ceiling tile fell down. I don't want my kid in that school. Mm -hmm. So, right. but they're not looking at the curriculum or the wonderful teaching that's taking place necessarily. And it they're seems like Gloucester it. is just exploding in opportunity. And the high school has the new biotech facilities. Mm -hmm. They've got um, robotics. Robotics. They've got um, this, the Endicott uh, collaboration. They've got. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. the, you know, there are. There are. Is no perfect school. Right. Okay. Gloucester's not a perfect school. I will always tell people that, you know, we have had our own issues with things going through the school district. Mm -hmm. would, I would I choose differently? I don't think I would because my kids have had, not only have they had amazingly responsive teachers, they've, they've, they've had a diverse group of friends and, and, and peers to deal with. They've had opportunities in terms of the programs that they've been able to take, the AP courses. Those are all very rich offerings. And in, in some places, in some ways they're richer than our neighboring communities but oftentimes that gets a little bit overlooked mm -hmm. people people kind of shy away from you know the the, the gloucester and they they want it they want something they perceive as safer or they perceive as newer maybe in, in manchester mm -hmm. but i'm not i would i would argue that they're not better mm -hmm. that they're that, they, that we're we're spending an awful lot of money watching people go out of the district you know over two yeah. million dollars a year now mm -hmm. Well, someplace like Rockport, they, they need the students to come in. It's important that they have school choice. Mm -hmm. And it is a smaller district. Um, they, they do have different programs that excel at Rockport. And uh, it, it's an important piece of making sure that Rockport schools are, uh, are still moving forward. Yeah, but forward Rockport's got to be careful. If 25% of their student body is coming from Gloucester, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, they've, they've, that's a problem for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I would love to see those students come back into Gloucester because I think that that they're missing an opportunity that is available to them in their own district. And mm -hmm. you know, one of the issues I have with school choice and the and the problems that I have with this, not just the financial aspect of it, where people go out of the district and they take resources with them. You know, yeah, and, they, it's, and it's problematic because the resources don't really, you can't just you take a few students out and people say, oh, well, then you don't have to educate those students. Yeah. But if you take two students out of a class, you still have to have the teacher, you have to have the school. There are fixed costs Certainly. that you right. have. Yes. That, and if the students come from all over the place, if some are taken from here, some are taken from there, mm -hmm. you're not going to reduce the number of classrooms you need or the number of teachers mm -hmm. that you need. Right. So it's Very a little, important. it's a, it's a I think a common misconception that oh the, the money economy. just goes with the child and the, the costs That's associated right. with education right. decrease by exactly the amount of money mm -hmm. that went to the other district. No. It really doesn't work that way. Yeah. And this also doesn't cover in the new district, say from opting out um, school choicing into Rockport, Rockport still has a lot more costs 
rather than just the payment from Gloucester. They have, that doesn't cover mm -hmm. all the costs well, that's true. to educate that student in Brockport. So they're also at a deficit. They are. The, yeah. well, the, I think one of the, the, the major issues I have with, with, uh, with school choice, though, is that school choice is a, is a, is a, is a privileged decision that people who often choice the most, well, I should say the most people who can, who can choice their children do so because they have the resources to get their kids to that district. That it is a, a dividing line economically for people who cannot afford to drive their kids off to Rockport or to Manchester or to Hamilton Wenham every day mm -hmm. that don't have the opportunity to do that. So you are taking away a, a, a chunk of, of people in the community who might otherwise be engaged in the school district itself and working to make it better and to improve it and to, to add their mm -hmm. contributions. And they're, they're effectively escaping out the back door because they have the resources to do so. If uh, if if you know if I can drive my kid off to a, a district you know to Marblehead every day, you know, and I have the ability to do that, that's great. But everybody in Gloucester doesn't have that same resource. Right. So then so they don't opt, They don't choose that option. Well, they can't choose that option. It's they, not an option for them. Right. So it's a, it's and there's a, no there's easy way to get from Gloucester to Rockport. Well, there's the bus. I mean, there's the Cata bus, but. But I think it disenfranchises people, and I think that that's a that's right. a concern. And and as a consequence, you bring you know those those, those people out. You also then concentrate the other aspects of some of the issues. You know, if you have lower income students, which you know is, is not a negative thing. You know, people oh I don't want my kids going to school with low income kids. I would heartily disagree with that. Well, I mean, most schools aren't all low income or all. High income, right? There's no, always a diverse mix. There's diverse mix? less diversity in some school districts than there are others. But I mean, I think that's part of Gloucester's uh, um, uh, strength is that it has that diversity of, of, of people in, in, this, mm -hmm. in its school district and its community. Yeah, I mean, it is clearly offers more, as we had mentioned, um, opportunity for AP classes, more AP classes, and mm -hmm. other things, uh, especially in the sciences and in, in the Gloucester schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so um, continues to be an ongoing issue, no matter what decade you live in, I suppose. But um, here we are looking at some changes in Gloucester schools. Now, Peter, is, is this, well, I, is the, is this um, question about building the new elementary schools, is this something that people can still get involved in? Is there opportunity for people in the community to get involved in this? Yes, definitely. I mean, I, it's going to be a very public process, it's sort of in the early stages right mm -hmm. now. The feasibility study of where a new school could potentially be sited yeah. is just starting to take mm -hmm. place. And there will be opportunities for people to, you know, weigh in on that all as right. we go. Mm -hmm. Then there will be a public vote as to whether um, the project moves forward. What's the consequence um, of the public vote? If if the public votes no in to the city putting money into this project new school into this new school yeah. then it won't move forward and, and we it won't will, get a new so, so school and you'll lose the grant there'll, there'll be a vote it. on the ballot yeah. we, we have the opportunity It'll be a to debt have a majority of our school paid we would have to vote um, on a debt override of, yes. of proposition yeah. two and a half yeah but it would debt provide 60 percent of the close cost to, of close the to 60 percent of the cost of the building right. so if we can't if we don't get that money from the msba with a vote yes then the project more consequential we missed this window for a long period of time. Exactly. Right. Because yeah. if the MSBA the doesn't come around every year and say, right. you, didn't, you didn't pass it last year, but do you want a school this year? Right. You may be 10, right. 20, 30 years down the road before you come around back into that cycle. Again. This right. is like a matching grant where we right. may not have the opportunity. Right. right now, the state is going to pay 
a lot of the money. If, they are. if we do it, the state will pitch in a lot of the money. If, but if the we, community supports if the, the project. When, when like would the vote be? It, the closest it'll be is a year from now. Uh -huh. So on the ballot, um, November 2019? Next November, potentially. Right. Um, oh, yeah. interesting. Something it's not like Gloucester's ever missed an opportunity to have to... Uh, someone else pay for infrastructure improvements in this community. Are you being sarcastic? I am being very sarcastic. I'm yes. talking, talking about the combined, <laughs> combined sewer overflow sewer about you know, years ago. <laughs> We're all paying for now that was was overlooked uh, decades ago mm -hmm. when it could have been done much more cheaply. Right. And Which is going back to the infrastructure, planning for infrastructure mm -hmm. and making sure that things get... It's, it's all about it's hard, investing right? in the community yeah. you choose to live. It's true. And if you don't invest in the community you choose to live, why are you living there? Right. Right, and so Peter, I kind of want to pivot over to the idea of this, um, what you're bringing to the table is the, the Glosser Charter Review, because it's looking at systems, how governments are run, especially in the city of Gloucester, and, um, and that could have implications, right? A long term of maybe even looking at infrastructure or planning. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. I, that was one of the topic that I suggested we might talk about <laughs> for a little bit this evening was the uh, upcoming potential review of the Gloucester City Charter. Uh, there is a committee, um, Ruth Pino and Meredith Fine have been leading this uh, committee that's looking into the possibility of having a charter review take place in Gloucester. Uh, the city charter hasn't been reviewed formally uh, in at least over 30 years. And the mechanics of the city government, at first it doesn't sound like a very exciting topic, um, but it, it really matters because the city budget is what, Jason? It's over a hundred million. Over hundred million. It's, it's over a hundred million dollars a year. So when you think about it, this the city is responsible for a lot of things that affect our lives, and it seems to make sense periodically to take a look at how that city government is structured. Um, you know, and the example, charter lays out how the, the city government works. The charter spells out the mechanics <laughs> of how. You know, our democracy works at the city level. And you know, the mechanics of democracy, as we've seen in some of the recent elections, can have a significant effect on the outcome and how, how well that government functions. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, what, what this group is looking at is to bring a question to the voters in 2019 um, to create a committee of citizens. A, a citizens committee would be elected from the people of Gloucester and that committee would get together and meet and study the city charter and study whether the way the government is currently structured works well to meet the needs of the city as we head into the 21st century. And that committee would come back possibly, this is a long process, um, in 2021 maybe would come back to the voters with a recommendation to make or not make changes to the structure of the city government. I mean, as a simple example, we re-elect our entire city government every two years. We could change that. We could have four-year terms. We could have staggered terms so that we don't re-elect the entire school committee or the entire city council at the same time, so that people stay, so that we have continuity. Mm -hmm. um, these are questions that should be looked at from time to time. Gloucester has had different forms of government over the years, and maybe the current form of government serves us well, but we haven't looked at it in a while, so maybe some adjustments are called for. And it's important to remember that this is a, this is a, a recommending body. This isn't right. just a, a group of people who are going to decide for us what what our government is going to look like. They will have a lot of public hearings and a lot of public input, a lot of discussion. They will come up with a list of recommendations that they feel is is reflective of the conversation that they've had with the, with the community. 
And then the people get to vote on that. So it's not even then, once those recommendations come forward, if the community says, not so much, right. then things stay the way they are. And right. that's, that's But it's, it's important to start the public conversation. Yeah, this was always important. Because it hasn't been reviewed in the last yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this why was, not? Even if you about love this the, how the, things are going. Yeah. There was a story about this in the Gloucester Times, and I went and attended an organizing meeting and heard you know, what people were talking about, heard some of the rationale, and I said, yeah, it, yeah. it makes sense. You should, mm -hmm. certainly if it's been 30 years or more since we've really taken a hard look at how we, we structure our city government. When you look at the issues we're struggling, the one we were just talking about now about the schools is just one of a lot of issues that the city is facing. Mm -hmm. And how we organize as, as people to create this body that's going to, we hope, reflect our will and res, you know, somehow take the, the thinking of the broad population of the city and implement that in some way to address these issues that we're facing, these challenges that we're facing, it's an important thing to do, to, to look and say, are the bodies that we're creating to carry out our will as residents of Gloucester really meeting our needs, really doing what we want them mm -hmm. to do? It'll be a fascinating process, I think, to watch yeah. how this gets started and to see where it goes and the community meetings that happen. Mm -hmm. and. Yeah. Also, yeah. something something else we'll keep a watch on. We are going to have a show in KFM Report yeah. on this very topic, but it's uh, yeah. it's great to bring this up and, and start the conversation now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's great. Uh, yeah, you see, you know, you see it every every four years. We look at the presidential election and we have a debate about the electoral college, and we say, is that meeting our needs? Or right. Not? That, I mean, that's debate. an institution, and it's not. And it should be eliminated. Just saying. Throw that in there. But. But if you think about it, the nice thing at the municipal level is people can get involved. You really can get your hands around this. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of opportunities, as with the school right. um, building decision, there are plenty of opportunities for residents of Gloucester to get involved and really have a say in how Well, in a lot of ways, it's the happens. most important piece because it affects our lives as residents. So whether you live in Gloucester, I mean, uh, you know, this is a Gloucester charter, but in every local uh, municipality, because these are the laws that we have to go by. It's a... It's it's it's, it's our how constitution. we yeah it's a living document that needs to be looked at every once in a while. How we take care of our education, public health. It's really all these the most important. Yeah. Um, is, is is that local element? We oftentimes think that these state elections are important. Of course they are. The national elections are important. But what happens here, where we live and work, and raise our children and mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. and live out our lives? It's just well, it's I've important. Always, I've always felt that. If you, you, you know, you look at the national landscape, you look at the state landscape, and you think, I can't make a difference. I can't, I, my vote doesn't matter, I can't get involved, I can't change anything. This is where you do it. You do it locally. And sometimes you go to a meeting and there's 10 people there, or there's five people there. But you can actually affect change locally if you, if you, if you attend these meetings and you show up. And that can change your entire community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's really important to be involved that way. And you, and you have a yeah. lot of direct access to your local government here. Yeah. You, you see your city councilors in the grocery store. You see your school committee member in at the gym with you. Mm -hmm. um, you have a chance to talk to them. You have a chance to be involved. So, yeah. And the city government does a lot of things that affect our day-to-day -day life. Totally. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting how this all um, all works out. And we've got talked about some new things that we'll be watching uh, for the next year. Uh, Peter, Aria, and Jason, thank you for joining me on KPN Report and sitting around the table for this great conversation. And I uh, hope to have you all back another time. Um, for viewers, get involved in our conversation. Check us out on social media. I'm your host, Maureen Aylward. 
Until the next time on KPN Report, take care.